happy Friday and welcome to Minute 35 of the Great Escape Minute, the, great, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Tom. And I'm Rob. And closing out the week with us today is historical World War II fiction author J.D. Keene. How you doing today, J.D.? I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me. Oh, I enjoyed the week. Glad to have you. Minute 35 starts with Willie finishing his sentence by saying, 100 feet, Roger. Ends with Griff <laughs> saying, okay, Roger. So here we start getting, you know, at least the brass tacks of what they're planning on doing. Saying they're digging three tunnels going straight down and then out into the forest. Which, 30 feet down is a heck of a way to dig to begin with. Much less, you know, we get told it's about 335 feet to the tree line, which we know is wrong. But we all, he also has the Don't out. Don't tell anyone. Well, he also <laughs> has his out that it's just his, you know, initial survey. So who knows how much, how, what that changes to later. And we also get the names of the tunnels, Tom, Dick, and Harry, which I don't know if those have any particular you know, meaning other than the fact they're relatively common British names. So if, you know, the Germans heard someone referring to Tom, it wouldn't raise too many suspicions. And that's coming from a Tom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had, I have done some other research and I have heard there was actually a fourth tunnel, but it didn't get very far. So it never really, um, uh, became famous, but they had actually started a tunnel. That's what I've heard. I haven't had it confirmed. So um, one of the pieces of research I did mentioned it. So I looked, I saw this on something. I did a little looking and in 2011, the BBC said they were going to try to do an excavation, excavation of the fourth tunnel that was named George. George. That's right. And my understanding of it was knowledge of it was, classified to some extent which was why it wasn't in the book or in the movie so well, i think what you just said is exactly we probably found the same place because all that sounds familiar now not to get sidetracked but that's i just wanted to mention that no definitely appreciate it yeah for sure i mean actually the the the, the, the irony of the whole thing is is that uh Tom, Dick, and Harry is 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 a is a is a phrase been used for 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 years, and according to Wikipedia, it means basically anyone, and you can say any Tom, Dick, or Harry, meaning anyone when when you're referring to something. So the phrase there's a dual meaning here. There's the meaning, as you said, you know, if we're discussing Tom, so we we know right. that we're talking about you know the the tunnel, unless you're talking to someone named Tom, uh, which would make it a little more difficult to to understand what the whole thing. But it, it's also referring to it, it, it's it's an in joke between them, basically saying that this is if, because if it means everyone, and the whole idea of the, the the break is to get everyone out prison. So it, it's just it's such a, an ingenious thought for them to have named the the, the three tunnels Tom, Dick, and Harry. I mean, uh, again, according to Wikipedia, and I'm not going to go too much into this whole thing, but uh, I mean, this was a phrase that that, that was used in in 1657 even they found you know that it was used in, in newspapers and journals and stuff like that so um, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it's a very British phrase also because it it, uh, it was started at, at Oxford. So... Of course it was. Uh, so it makes sense. It makes sense. So so I think there's there's the dual meaning to the whole, uh, which works. Right. And, I mean, in this minute, too, you get the shock of everyone in the room when Roger says, we're breaking everybody out. You get everyone's heads on a swivel at that moment, looking at him going, wait a minute, what now? <laughs> I, I noticed that some of the guys turned in their seats. Like, did I hear you right? <laughs> said 250, not 50? <laughs> oh, and and I, I got a feel for Griff in this moment, too, because, I mean, just in terms of figuring out how to make it work, outfits have got it, trying to outfit 250 men who really all only have is a set of military uniforms, Maybe they have a second pair in civilian clothes. Right, he's it's got to be says, one of the most difficult tasks here. He, he, specifically says, he says, "All right, Roger, that's what you want." <laughs> yeah, but you just no, see, but that that statement actually says a lot. The way that he responds because he he starts to, to answer back, and then he's like, "Wait a second, if Roger wants this, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to argue the point." You know, he like he opens his mouth to, to complain, and then he just shuts it and says, "Okay, I'll do that." And later on in the movie, we realize he used some blankets, where there's a lot of what um, I think some, some old uniforms and some blankets were what he really used primarily to. Mm-hmm. Right? No, yeah, but it's just that, and part of it is I have zero sewing ability whatsoever. That it just <laughs> seems that much more. I mean, digging up the 135-foot tunnel plus another 30 feet just going down doesn't sound like fun. But, I mean, it sounds like something I could wrap my head around how to do. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah, no, so it's 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 interesting the way that this minute moves along. When I, I mean, again, uh, I know we always make fun of, of Cavendish, and we're going to do it again right now. But uh, you know, he said he asked him if he did a survey, and he goes, "Oh, I've done a temporary one, and the temporary one is 335 feet." And what does Roger respond to that? Let me know when you have an exact one. I think <laughs> I don't think that ever came to fruition. No, <laughs> I no. think uh, Cavendish got distracted by something else and and, and didn't do another one. And they said, "Okay, yeah, it's got to be 335. No problem. We'll just we'll just keep it at that." <laughs> yeah. It's kind of important. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, come on. So is so is taking a big a big uh, suitcase with you when you when you when you uh, a big package when you a big package when you escape. So yeah. Yeah. now now the this is also interesting. The fact that that Roger says the reason why he wants to to dig down thirty feet. Did either of you choose anything behind it? I I did, which. I kind of want to do some research to see what kind of technology, because he was worried about sound, um, sound sensing equipment. Yes. He says we want to rule out sound detection or probing equipment. Now in the book that this is based on the, the book by uh, Paul Brickhill, uh, he actually explains what that means. And he's, he actually talks about it numerous times where the Germans knew, that there was a possibility of, of, of digging tunnels, 
So every so often they would bring in these heavy trucks that would drive around the compound to try to collapse any type of tunnels that they were making. Hmm. Because, because, you know, when, when you're, so you're, you're creating holes in, you know, in, in the sand and everything below and everything above you. And so sometimes if you have, you know, something heavy on top, it's going to try and shift around the sand and try to, try to collapse uh, any of the tunnels they were making. And they mentioned that that happened numerous times. And they also mentioned that, that a lot of times the Germans would have these, these long poles that they would pound into the ground to see how far down they would go to see if they, if they uh, go down too smoothly. You know, at a certain point, you know, if it reaches the a point where they have a tunnel, so quickly go, go through at that point. Um, I, I found it really interesting that this, this movie doesn't even come close to, to, to explaining that. I mean, I know the movie is 172 minutes long. I know that, that, you know, there, there wasn't that much more they could cram in to, in order to keep people interested in watching it and, you know, going through the whole thing. But I think that's something that's, that's, that's pretty significant that they, they, they might have missed here to, to explain the real dangers. And, you know, it would also show that the Germans aren't as incompetent as they're made to, to, to be seen here. You know, this is heroes where the Germans are, are, the, are the, the butt of the joke of everything, or even Stalag 17, you know, where they're making fun of uh, Schultz all the time. You know, there, there, there is something to, they, maybe they could have even shown just a little scene where you see a truck going through or, or, or even just show one of the, one of the guards, you know, pounding into, you know, checking for pounding these these long uh, rods into the ground to to check for it. I don't know. I just I found that to be interesting. Well, I caught that too. I caught that dude because the way he worded it sounded like it was far more technical than right. what what you just described. It's like they've got these sensors that they put <laughs> in the ground, and that's the way they 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 described it. That's, that was the image in my head. It's like they didn't have that. They had other technology, apparently. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, in my head it was always, you know, the noise is obviously, you don't go deep enough, they're just going to hear you banging on stuff. But then the detection, I always just, you know, and apparently this is fact, just thought of, well, we're just found a big stake in the ground and see if we hit a hole or not. I didn't think about rolling in the big trucks. I always just assumed it was hit a big stick, see if it hits an open spot. And if it does, we got something to do. If it doesn't, keep moving. Now, I mean, this, this movie also this this scene explains the three tunnels and and uh, what they're all going to be doing. So they say though that Dick's going out from the kitchen. So are the POWs in charge of all of their own food stuff and in charge of their own like meal prep and cooking and everything or is that so because if it's going out from the kitchen i almost feel like it has to be implied that they're running their own mess hall hmm. that's a good point I, that that never thought about that yeah that's definitely true but i mean they, they never really go into too much detail as to where each of you know, we see them building, diff- uh, working on different tunnels later on in the movie, but we're never really sure which one is which. Well, um, you know, which I mean, obviously we know when when uh, when they find Tom, how that, that we know that, that that that's Tom. But here's a discrepancy that I wonder if either of you noticed yesterday in the minute. So when Roger's explaining where the first the first tunnel will go from 105 
directly east of the world of the cooler and the wire. Okay? And then here, he, he says, Tom will go east from 104. Now, he just said yesterday that the first tunnel was 105, not 104. So Excuse it's me. either... <laughs> <laughs> they, they someone you know they mixed up the the numbers, or he just changed the order because he does say that Harry goes from one o five. I mean, it's not as if he said yesterday that that you know what the name of the first tunnel. But if you're looking at it from the same order, it just sounds like you know he he mixed up the the numbers between one o four and one o five. I guess that could be explained. You know, and yeah, may, exactly. May have misspoke, and most people aren't going to catch it, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, most people but, uh, aren't watching this movie one minute at a time. <laughs> and analyzing and, each and frame. Taking, and taking notes as as you go through it, you know. But obviously the first one was in the barracks because that's when, you know, he starts with the axe and writes number 17 on it. Right. Okay, but, but both 104 and 105 come from come from barracks. Right. You know, it's, it's uh, only that, you know. But, and then I love the, the comment, if, they, if, if, if the goons find one, we'll go into the other. But wait a second, we're 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 digging all three at once. <laughs> well, you do have two tunnel kings, so you can put one king in each tunnel, in two of the tunnels at a time. Correct. I just don't know what you do with the third one. Right. Yeah. I mean. Well, I, I'm I'm going to tell you what they do with the third one. I know what they do with the third one. <laughs> oh, what's that? Because in the in the book they discuss it that the one the third one they they run into a problem with uh, where to hide the sand. So when someone comes up with the the great idea that wait a second we have this third tunnel that we're not using right now, let's just fill the sand in there. You know, they're putting the, the sand back into one of the tunnels. That's an interesting way of doing that, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, because at at that point, Tom was was almost uh, you know almost at the end. Right. No, it was almost at the end. So like, okay, we don't need the other ones right now. Well, plus, I've always thought that, you know, their their strategy of putting the sand in the pouches in their trousers, I'm thinking, at some point in time, you're digging tunnels. That's a lot of dirt, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're Especially dropping. 335 feet. For 335 feet of a tunnel, and you're putting that dirt uh, on the surface of the camp, and nobody's going to notice that, I've. You know, I guess that's what happened in real life, but to me, I've always been challenged by that. Right, and and I also love the way that Roger says, and this time there's going to be no half measures, identification papers, and documents for everybody, which which makes it sound as if in the past they did do things half measure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, He's it, like we've screwed up in the past, so this time we're going to do it right. They may have. I mean, it's like even with. Uh, Hilt, McQueen's character, when he, he when he wanted out, he just wanted out. He didn't worry about, you know, his clothes or documents. He just snip, snip, I'm snip the wire, I'm out of here, you know. Um, so maybe that's what he was referring to. So for yeah. reference, I don't know how, many, how much either of you have done landscaping. For one tunnel, assuming going 30 feet down, 335 feet out and 30 feet back up to get to the surface and a three by three square for a tunnel, which seems somewhat fair enough to get a huge uh, body through. We're talking about almost 1200 cubic yards of dirt. And okay, I missed that. Day in, I missed that day in math. 
I don't, but I mean, a cubic yard of dirt is an awfully big pile of dirt. Mm-hmm. So that's how much we're talking about needing to hide. Didn't they at some point say something about putting it in the attic or something? Yeah, yeah they do. They do. <laughs> and then the attic starts to creak. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Rob, did you yeah. have anything for thirty-five? No, I think I think we're we're finished with this week for for me at least. I'm finished for this week. JD, you got anything about thirty five or you want to talk about the movie as a whole? Um, other than the fact that um as far as the movie as a whole, it's me tell stories. I I the reason I like this movie is because there's everything you need in a story is in it. You have uh great characters that you, you bond with, you have um, conflict, you have threats, specifically threats to their life. And all of those things, if you look at some of the greatest stories in history, all of those things are very rich within the story. And that's why this story, to me, is has lasted and is always um, always going to last because of uh, the conflict, the great characters, and the threat of life and death. All right. Interesting. Thank you put that perfectly do you want to tell our listeners one more time where they can purchase your stuff sure um i'm my pen name is jd keen k-e-e-n-e my books can be purchased on amazon i'm a world war ii historical fiction author i've got two books that are currently published and I'm going to be publishing another one here in the next few months. Uh, my first book is The Heroes of St. Gleese. It is uh, about the D-Day invasion, primarily about how the French resistance uh, is assisted. And, um, again, it's J.D. King. You can find it on Amazon. My website is jdkeen.com. And I really appreciate you uh, letting me... Uh, participated all week. I've enjoyed it very much. Great movie. I've always loved it, and uh, it was great fun to talk about it. Oh, yeah, it was great having you on. Thanks, yeah. thanks a lot. Yeah, thank um, you. Do you want to give our listeners a sneak peek as to what your third book will be about? Well, the the third book is actually uh, part two of my second book. My my second book is called Nino's Heart, and <clears throat> that book is available now and it is about a young man whose father was uh, a mafia crime boss in New York and his name's Nino and he witnesses a murder that his father was involved in and he tells the police and his father kicks him out of the house and he ends up going to Rome to become a priest and on the on the ship between the United States and uh, Italy, he falls in love with a Jewish widow who's 12 years older than him. Um, and when they get to Italy, she, she runs into some problems because she's Jewish and he's got to save her. Okay. So that's, that's the first book of the series. The second book, Nino's going back to Sicily because his grandfather is the head of the Sicilian mafia. And the American OSS want him to go to Sicily and recruit his grandfather to help him with the invasion. Interesting. Yeah, definitely go to Amazon, check those out, and we'll be waiting to see your 
new book when that comes out. If you want to get in touch with me and Rob, uh, best ways to do that is our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Website is thegreatescapeminute.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at greatescapemxm. And then go ahead and subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review. And we hope you guys will be back Monday for a new week of The Great Escape Minute. Tally-ho. 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 Tally-ho.